1 Kings chapter 18, verses 1 through 15. We talked about 1 and 2 last Sabbath, and then today we're going to discuss 3 through 15. Beginning at verse 1. After a long time, the word of Yahweh came to Elijah in the third year. Go and present yourself to Ahab. I will send rain on the surface of the land. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab. The famine was severe in Samaria. Ahab called for Obadiah, who was in charge of the palace. Obadiah was a man who greatly feared Yahweh and took 100 prophets and hid them, 50 men to a cave, and provided them with food and water when Jezebel slaughtered Yahweh's prophets. Ahab said to Obadiah, Go throughout the land to every spring of water and to every brook. Perhaps we'll find grass so we can keep the horses and the mules alive and not have to destroy any cattle. They divided the land between them in order to cover it. Ahab went one way by himself and Obadiah went the other way by himself. While Obadiah was walking along the road, Elijah suddenly met him. When Obadiah recognized him, he fell with his face to the ground and said, Is it you, my lord, Elijah? It is I, he replied. Go tell your lord, Elijah is here. But Obadiah said, What sin have I committed that you are handing your servant over to Ahab to put me to death? As Yahweh, your mighty one, lives, there is no nation or kingdom where my Lord has not sent someone to search for you. When they said he is not here, he made that kingdom or nation swear they had not found you. Now you say, go tell your Lord, Elijah is here. But when I leave you, the Spirit of Yahweh may carry you off to some place I don't know. And then when I go report to Ahab and he doesn't find you, he will kill me. But I, your servant, have feared Yahweh from my youth. Wasn't it reported to my Lord what I did when Jezebel slaughtered Yahweh's prophets? I hid 100 of the prophets of Yahweh, 50 men to a cave, and I provided them with food and water. Now you say, go tell your Lord, Elijah is here. He will kill me. Then Elijah said, as Yahweh of hosts lives before whom I stand, today I will present myself to Ahab. Now Yahweh bless his word to our hearts today. Great text, good text. So in the last lesson, I talked about Yahweh's new word to the prophet Elijah. The word of Yahweh that told Elijah two things. One, this is in verses 1 through 2, Yahweh said, go show yourself to Ahab. And then two, I'm going to send rain on the surface of the land. The famine was severe in the capital city of the nation of Israel, and that city is Samaria. Famine was terrible there because it had not rained for three years and six months. As I've been saying, that's a long time, right, Brother Ron, to not have any rain. Well, in our text today, we do continue to read about the prophet Elijah. But this lesson is going to center in on another faithful follower of Yahweh. That's who we're going to talk about today. And his name is Obadiah. That name, Abadiah, as we say Obadiah, means servant of Yahweh. Now, Obadiah is introduced here in verse 3. And his position is stated. He was in charge of the palace of the king. He lived around King Ahab. He served the king. 
Ahab served Baal. Ahab worshipped Baal. Ahab built Baal a temple in Samaria. But Obadiah, even though he lived in the presence of King Ahab, he did not serve Baal. He quietly served Yahweh. He was Yahweh's undercover agent. That's the title of my sermon today. The undercover agent of Yahweh. My son, whose name is Elijah, said, I like that title, Dad. Said, said, maybe I should have had some secret agent music when I approached the pulpit tonight, right? I'm teasing. We read in verse 3 that this man greatly feared Yahweh. Fearing Yahweh is a good attribute. Fear means fear, <laughs> but it means awe, reverence, honor, obeisance, all of those things kind of wrapped into one. Proverbs says that to fear Yahweh is the beginning of knowledge. And the Psalms say that the fear of Yahweh is clean, enduring forever. But it doesn't just say that this man feared Yahweh. Verse 3 says, he greatly feared Yahweh. There's an adjective put beside the word fear. And we also read a description of Obadiah's fear of Yahweh. This point is important. The fear of Yahweh is not something somebody just stands there and says that he or she does. It's not like you can stand in a group of people and you start trembling and you look to heaven and you say, Yahweh is so powerful, I want everybody to know I fear Yahweh. That's not what it means to fear Yahweh. What it means to fear Yahweh is to work for Yahweh, to do Yahweh's will and word. To do something for him. We know that Obadiah greatly feared Yahweh because of what he did amidst a regime that did not fear Yahweh. How do we know that Ahab did not fear Yahweh? His works of unrighteousness. That's how we know. How do we know that Obadiah did fear Yahweh? His works of righteousness. Verse 4 tells us that Obadiah took 100 prophets of Yahweh hiding them in caves, providing them with food and water, when the call from Queen Jezebel went out to slaughter Yahweh's prophets. Obadiah secretly, in an undercover way, hid 100 of Yahweh's prophets, 52 a cave. Obadiah feared Yahweh by what he did, by protecting many of Yahweh's prophets when they were being attacked. He worked undercover. He was in charge of Ahab's palace. Remember, he lived around Ahab but he secretly worked for Yahweh. Had Obadiah been found out by the king of what he was doing, it would have at least cost him his job and at most cost him his life. You heard the story we just read moments ago where he said, if I come back and I tell Ahab that Elijah, I, I met up with Elijah and I don't bring you and you don't come to Ahab, he's going to kill me. He's going to take my life. But Obadiah feared Yahweh above the king. He did something that the king would disapprove of because service to Yahweh was greater than service to the king. We are called to respect and to obey earthly leaders, but that call stops when those earthly leaders turn their backs on Yahweh and ask or command us to do something that Yahweh hates. 
When an earthly king or queen gives a command that directly violates a command of Yahweh, like, in this case, go and murder the prophets, we're not required to bow to the earthly command. We're called to fear Yahweh above the king. Now Jezebel was leading the way in the murder of Yahweh's prophets. It wasn't that she was the one that had the sword and physically killed them, but the call to murder the prophets went out from Queen Jezebel, and it was the apostate Israelites, actually, according to 1 Kings 19, that fulfilled her call or her command. Many Israelites had abandoned the covenant and had murdered the prophets of Yahweh. And Elijah was the only active prophet left at this time. We saw in our reading that Obadiah brings his actions to Elijah's attention down in verse 12. Look at verse 12 again, where he tells Elijah, I have feared Yahweh from my youth since I was young. Then he says, When Jezebel slaughtered Yahweh's prophets, I hid 100 of them, 50 men to a cave, and provided them food and water. Now, Obadiah wasn't boasting when he brought this to Elijah's attention. He was just making sure that Elijah knew, Hey, Elijah, I'm on your side. I'm not on their side. I know I live in the palace. I know I'm in charge of the palace. But I'm on your side. I just work undercover. Now, think about this. Obadiah had to have been somewhat obedient to King Ahab. He served the king. He was in charge of the king's palace. What this tells us is is that he quietly worked for Yahweh undercover while doing what the king commanded so long as the king's commands did not violate Yahweh's commands. It was okay for Obadiah to work for Yahweh secretly undercover. Obadiah's ministry was not not like Elijah's ministry. Elijah's ministry was in your face. He went directly to Ahab and basically told him, you're going to hell. (laughs) That's basically what he told Ahab. Yahweh sent him the drought and you're the reason for it. Elijah was mighty. He was powerful. He had signs and wonders backing his ministry. Elijah had a special portion of Yahweh's spirit upon him different than other men. So he could work like that. Had Obadiah tried to be like Elijah, he would have been killed. Yahweh had them in two different ministries, two different types of ministries. And the odds are great that if you or I try to be Elijah today, we too will be killed. And I can't do dead what I can do alive. Now I can tell you with confidence today that I'm not Elijah. I'm not an Elijah. I do serve the same mighty one that Elijah served. But I don't have the same portion of Yahweh's spirit that Elijah had. I cannot do the miracles that Elijah performed. A prophet like Elijah had a unique ministry. A man like Obadiah had a more common ministry. Obadiah did not march up to King Ahab and start rebuking him. Obadiah did not get in Jezebel's face and tell her she was going to hell. He served the king and the queen in the areas where he could. But behind the scenes... His fear of Yahweh was greater than his fear of that government. And Obadiah is praised for doing so. Now, we should not think of ourselves as fearing man more than Yahweh when we work undercover for Yahweh. It's a quiet work. 
Not because we fear man, but because we're wise as a serpent, yet harmless as a dove. Obadiah would have never been able to help those 100 prophets of Yahweh if he were dead. If he marched into the palace, blowing a shofar, and told Ahab and Jezebel to their face, stop murdering the prophets, he probably would have been speared on the spot. That wasn't the ministry Yahweh had for Obadiah. He had that type of ministry for a special man, Eliyahu Navi, but not for Obadiah. And Obadiah knew that, so he was crafty about it. He used wisdom. He knew that if he obeyed the king and the queen in the areas that Yahweh allowed him to, he could do more good for Yahweh by staying alive even though he worked for unrighteous people, the king and the queen. This type of ministry is okay, and it is likely the type of ministry that most people have. Yahweh does not raise up many Elijahs, but I do believe that he has many Obadiahs working for him. You're not a second-class worker for Yahweh if you're undercover. Obadiah is said to have feared Yahweh greatly because of his undercover work. As you and I live in our world today, we can do much good for Yahweh. We can fear Yahweh greatly and still serve our earthly leaders in those areas that do not violate Yahweh's law. It is the wise thing to do. Yeshua said it is okay to be wise like a snake. It doesn't mean you are a snake. You can be a sheep, yet you can be wise like a snake, like a serpent. You will accomplish more for Yahweh by working for Yahweh like Obadiah did, by being crafty in how you handle your situations with earthly leaders. I realize that many of man's laws and ordinances are not Yahweh's laws and ordinances. But if you run across laws of men that do not make you sin against Yahweh's law, then you should obey those laws and those ordinances. No harm in doing that. When King Ahab gave commandments like, make sure this palace is clean, make sure it's orderly, make sure it's decent, Obadiah could have bowed up and said, well, it's not Yahweh's temple, so I don't have to keep it clean. He didn't do that. Instead, he served the king in those lighter matters so that he could keep his position and serve Yahweh in the greater matters. Illustration would be this. Tomorrow morning, I could go out into the streets and I could start a huge protest in the name of Yahweh I could go up to those idols that are sitting over there on the corner of White Road and 138 and I could blow them up, the smithereens. Say, I'm doing this for Yahweh. I'm going to blow them up. I could march over to the courthouse in Old Town Conyers and I could demand that I talk to the sheriff and the chief judge and I could say, you're all going straight to hell. (laughs) I could do that. I could do that tomorrow. But the odds are if I do that, I will get locked up. At least, and at the worst, I could do enough damage to get myself killed. And possibly, even if locked up, I could be so for a lengthy amount of time. Now, if I did that, what good would I then be to this church? What good would I be to my wife, to my children? What good could I do for the community? 
You say, but Brother Matthew, Elijah marched up to King Ahab and rebuked him to his face. Yes, he did. But he was Elijah. And you're not Elijah. And I'm not Elijah. When you start living like Elijah and performing the miracles that Elijah performed, then maybe I'll start listening to you. But until then, what we want to do is look at and imitate Obadiah's ministry rather than Elijah's ministry. There is so much that we can do for Yahweh's kingdom by being an undercover agent. But it means that we have to be wise and submit to those earthly leaders in those areas that are permissible for us to do. Even if they are like King Ahab, and King Ahab wasn't just a little small wicked guy, he was the most wicked king in Israel up to his time. But yet Obadiah still served him in certain matters. Proverbs 16 verse 7 says this, When a man's ways please Yahweh, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Just because an enemy is peaceful towards you does not mean that you gave in to their pressure. It might mean that your ways please Yahweh and therefore your enemies are at peace with you. Yahweh has granted you favor in the midst of unrighteousness, in the midst of your enemies. Even when we are under the rulership of an Ahab, we can do more for Yahweh if we submit to Ahab in light matters and serve and fear Yahweh in greater matters like Obadiah. Don't look down on, don't frown on Obadiah's ministry. He was a righteous man. The Bible says he feared Yahweh greatly. And I think it would do all of us well to meditate on his actions and attempt to be just as wise and crafty, but yet as harmless as he was. We'll pick this back up next Sabbath. Let's stand and close in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. It truly is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Father Yahweh, I'm so thankful for these great examples we have in Scripture, these men that you set up for your kingdom, and they serve you in various and different and sundry ways. I'm glad we can study their lives, and I'm glad we can learn from them. I'm thankful for both the prophet and for the leader of the palace. Yahweh, Father, help us as we leave this place to go out to the work week. May we acknowledge you, not be afraid of the face of man, but fear you. For it's through your Son, Yeshua, I pray. Amen. Yahweh bless you.